When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, Anne-Marie again with you today. Now, have you been working hard but still nowhere near achieving your income goals in your business? No matter what you have tried, you're still struggling to get clients and charging what you're worth just seems impossible. Now, if you can relate, then today's show is for you. I'm joined by Nafisa Shireen and she is an award-winning master coach, a speaker and business mentor. Now, Nafisa has 25 years experience leading six to nine figure businesses. She strategically partners with entrepreneurs to help them create sustainable and scalable business growth so they can create highly profitable businesses as well as a luxurious life. Now on today's show, Nafisa is going to speak about three challenges that keep entrepreneurs from creating a highly profitable business. She'll also be talking about the number one mistake that people make when trying to raise their wealth consciousness that can lead to financial disaster, as well as five essential successful business models and the, the essentials around that. So make sure you've got a pen and paper because I'm sure she is going to uh, share things that you'll want to implement in your business. Welcome to the show. Hi, Emery. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So let's dive in. You've, you've obviously had a lot of experience running your own business and, of course, helping a lot of your clients in really generating profitable businesses. So what are some of the challenges? We're going to talk about three. What are some of the challenges that keep people from creating highly profitable businesses? I think the biggest one that I see, Anne-Marie, um, is just is not having a plan. Mm-hmm. I, I come from a, a gold mining background and I always kind of get a pain in my heart when somebody says, you know, I'm sitting on a gold mine <laughs> because yeah. um, from my experience with that, it's like, well, that can either be a great road to riches or a very slow, painful road to bankruptcy mm. because you have to plan. You have to know where that gold is. You have to have strategy. You need to know what it's going to cost you to get your gold. And so when you apply that to an entrepreneur, if they don't actually sit and make those plans and plan right down to how they're going to get their clients, what kind of clients they want to have and be very purposeful about it, Mm. it can really lead to the income can come in, but they may find a lot of times that the money is going out just as fast, if not faster. Mm. So they're still broke, even if they're making six or seven figures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So challenge number one, of course, is is not having that plan. What's another challenge? I think another big challenge that I see a lot is just not having the, the confidence in themselves. I'll hear a lot of times where 
you know, and, and I see this with some of my clients right now where they're, they're feeling really discouraged because they're maybe, um, they're not new to what they do, but they're new to doing it in terms of being a business owner. Mm -hmm. And they confuse their newness at running a business with their genius. Mm -hmm. And that affects a lot of times their mindset, how they show up, um, what they do, how they feel about themselves, and they end up playing small. They don't go after things they know they can do because they feel that they're not qualified. Yeah. And so really separating those two because, you know, if they, were, if they were good at running a business, they wouldn't be good at what they did. So they can get the help on the business side um, and not let that affect their self-worth in, the, in, in what they are. I mean, if they're a photographer... That's what they're good at. So don't make that. So don't confuse those two things. Mm. You know, it's interesting that you say that because a number of studies, uh, one in particular that, that we ran with our community, showed that so many women in business are holding the business growth back because of that self-worth, because of that self-belief. And I think mm -hmm. by recognizing that this is something that certainly is a challenge and can be a barrier is certainly one that would be worthy of looking at. And, and I love the way that you've said, you know, don't let one, which is the business growth and the business steps and so forth, inhibit you from um, yeah, sharing, sharing your brilliance and your, your expertise. What is the, the last challenge that you often see? Is managing their money. <laughs> um, you know, we could do a whole show on just that topic, couldn't we? Yeah, you know, I... You, I don't know if you know my background is I'm a former CPA and I, I tend to not broadcast that because people sort of think, oh my God, she's going to be like the diet coach taking away my donuts, right? <laughs> You're going to come in with all these numbers and things. However, that's sort of the, the gear and the lifeblood of your business. So all the sexy stuff of, of marketing and client attraction and doing your genius, those are all brilliant. But at the end of the day, we're in business to make money. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not managing that money and it's really not money. And I think that's a big misconception. You know, people will say, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not a money person. I'll throw that off to, to my accountant. And at the same time, the owner is, is the expert on the activities in their business. So these really are activities that either generate or consume money. Mm -hmm. So if they're disconnected from that money, they're not really paying attention to their activities. And they don't necessarily know what the next steps are. So they could be making decisions that seem to be pulling them forward, but actually costing them more or always running behind. And I just find that, you know, just taking that time every week to look at where am I at? How much money do I owe? What's owed to me? Um, how much is it costing me to attract those clients? How much is it costing me to, you know, put these ads up? Am I getting the return that I expected on, on my advertising or my marketing efforts? You know, what, what did I get back in return so that they can actually make decisions going forward? And that all stems from, you know, the not the not so fun part of, of looking at the numbers mm. with these these challenges and this is really good to have kind of like a checklist for people who perhaps are struggling and really cannot find um, the, the the resources or the reasons why their businesses are, are not growing so if they find that okay I can really see that I, I'm not managing my money very well or hey I, I haven't really had a plan do you find that when one of these areas you start to really change start to refine it and it really starts working for you that other areas of your business just naturally kind of evolve as well and, and start to improve do you, do you find that they're all kind of interlinked Oh, everything's interlinked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when I work with my clients, I take them through a really detailed um, 
assessment and we look at, we'll break some of these areas down into really finite areas because you might think, okay, well, managing money is, is one thing, but there's so many little bits and pieces to that yes. that we'll look at that. So it, that all what that also does too is it makes it, um, manageable, right? Like you chunk it down into to small bites. So like, you know, managing your money, that's one thing, but is it managing your debt? Is it managing, um, you know, the cost of your advertising? Is it managing your, you know, just little bits and pieces? So yeah, when you get one of those in place, everything does start to fall into place because now you have um, information that you can make decisions with. And I, I like to call it, you know, a lot of times we say we get on a treadmill or it's like a vicious circle, mm -hmm. but I like to say, well, if we start putting these foundations in place, we start to plan the visioning, we start to accept our genius, we start to look at these things, we get on a positive circle. Yes. And one will feed the other. Yeah. I think it's important to mention because how often do we listen to someone, oh, yeah, I've got that in place. Oh, yeah, that's kind of is working for me. But in actual fact, when we really start to explore and dig a little bit deeper, actually what's going on beneath or under the surface is not really supporting us. So um, it, it's really easy to kind of, oh, okay, that, that's all right for me. But in actual fact, it could be an area where we could all have incredible breakthroughs in our business. Is that what you find too? Once you start kind of digging, digging deep, asking those really key questions that uh, a lot of stuff comes to the surface, that's really good. We can celebrate because now we've got really key steps and things that we need to yeah. work on. Yeah. Absolutely, Anne-Marie. And, you know, and I'll, and I'll be honest, I mean, I, I do that in my own business too, right? Because as humans, it's so easy to just go into autopilot mm -hmm. and we think something's working. And so even in my own business, I'll, I'll redo that myself or with my husband's. So of course I do it with my clients too, to say, okay, we, it seems to be working, but let's, let's take a look again. Right. Because yeah. I think the moment we think I got that covered, yes. something's going to come up and surprise us. <laughs> yes. So it's a about great reminder. Great, great reminder. Just like that saying when you go into a learning experience, oh, I already know that. Oh, my goodness. That is just uh, such a, a key way to stop the learning and, and the growth. So uh, a reminder for everyone, if you think that you've got this handle, just go back and revisit uh, and do some, uh, some deeper searching. You really could uh, find the golden nugget that you really will shift your business forward. So, Navissa, let's talk about the number one mistake that people make when trying to raise their, their consciousness. Now, first of all, I'd really like you to outline a little bit about what does wealth consciousness mean? Well, Emery, I'm sure as you know, there's a lot of that term has floated around a lot out mm. there these days about raising your wealth consciousness. And I've noticed a little bit of a trend um, that's to me looks a little bit more like spend consciousness <laughs> um, of, of not really being cautious. And the word consciousness itself, I mean, it means being aware. It means knowing how to do something. So in my world, when I think of wealth consciousness, I think of that as actually being aware of how to build your wealth, mm -hmm. of how to make money. And I see, and, and I sometimes will work with this on my clients to straighten this piece out. Now I'm one person who will never let money stop me from getting what I want. You know, I will find a way to make what I want happen and not let money get in the way. And at the same time, I also don't, I, I look at that from the perspective of there's, there's investments you can make in your business where sometimes you need to stretch, you need to go out of your comfort zone. And then there's other times where I've seen it, you know, well, I was desiring this, so I just did it because that's what my desires were. Mm -hmm. And I, I cringe when I hear people say that because that's irresponsible. Because if you were going to be raising your wealth consciousness and you're thinking about how to build your wealth and not making decisions from where you are, make them from where you want to be. Well, if you want to build your wealth, you're not going to spend money on things 
you don't need with money you don't have mm -hmm. and rob your future. Mm -hmm. And so I think there sometimes can be a little confusion between what those two mean. And yes. it's, I always joke and say, it's not spend consciousness. It's how to build your wealth. It's how to make more money. And yes, sometimes that involves an investment or a stretch in your business, but it still requires responsibility, uh, return on investment plan, and knowing how you're going to make that money back. Mm. Yes. It's interesting because uh, I totally agree with what you said. You have some people that, you know, I was, and then it just poof, it was just there. And it's kind of like, really? Uh, and, and what you're focusing on, I think, is, is really important. And that responsibility, you said, is, is really key. And I guess it all falls back to having that plan, having the steps in place, mm -hmm. knowing what, you know, managing your money, keeping a track of that and, and doing things responsibly. And so that's a, a, a really great reminder. So... If, if someone is recognizing that, just what, what would be one thing, whether it be a, 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 you know, kind of a change or a challenge to a mindset or one practical thing to get them shifted out of that cycle of that one, one mistake, what would that be, do you think? I, you know, it's just, it's, it's a very simple question is, is, first of all, is this thing that I'm about to do where I'm about to invest, you know, invest my money, is it an investment or am I spending money? Will it bring me closer to my goals or will it take me further away? Is this getting me to where I want to go or am I satisfying, a, a, you know, an instant mm. desire? Yeah, like right? there's this is deeper emotional kind of need rather than from a, a, a business decision, a return on yeah. an investment. It, it's really satisfying an emotional need. And I, I mean, once you sort of um, do that, I mean, you can just go into this spiral, can't you? And, and uh, that emotional need will often never never be met so I love that so ask yourself that that question and, and do some journaling around that so I'm just going to go for a very quick break got a great message want to share with everybody and when we get back Nafisa I really want to dive into what the five essentials of a successful successful business model is so we'll be back in a moment you have a mission a passion to help others which was why you became a coach Helping a client overcome their struggles empowers you. However, when it comes to how much money your business is making, well, that's far from inspiring and empowering. In fact, you wonder what's stopping you from making more money in your business. You struggle to attract quality, high-paying clients, and you often lay awake at night worrying about money and wondering if there's a way to change this. Guess what? There is. One of the first steps is by changing your attitude towards money. How? By accessing our free mini training, Discover Your Money Story, the first and often missing step to healing your relationship with money and financial freedom. Go to discoveryourmoneystory.com. That's discoveryourmoneystory.com, the first step to your financial freedom. So I'm here today talking to Nafisa Shireen and we have been talking about the three challenges that keep entrepreneurs from creating a highly profitable business. We've also spoken about the number one mistake that people make when trying to raise their wealth consciousness that can lead to financial disaster. And now we're going to dive into the five essentials of a successful business model. So what's the first essential, Nafisa? Um, well, Anne-Marie, I blend the woo with the practical when I look at the essentials <laughs> for a business model. So um, the first part is it gets back to this, this planning, but 
I like to look at it from a pr- perspective of visioning. And I always start with the life you want to lead first mm-hmm. so that you make that very clear so that you can actually build a business model that fits that. You know, if you want to travel and explore the world, it's going to be a very different business model than somebody who wants to stay grounded in, in one place. So it really starts with laying that foundation, designing the life you want, and then you can start to build the business around it. That's I the love first that. Step. Love it. The woo with the practical. Yes. Now, <laughs> What's now the here second? comes the practical. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's I and I put this as the first foundation in it. You know, I you can take the the girl out of being a CPA, but you can't take it out of the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I say it's like layering that with the 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 financial and the operational systems in your business. I know. This is the part that makes people groan. It's the part that, I mean, sometimes I don't even like doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's so necessary because those having your, your financial systems and your operational systems and your legal s- systems set in place, they're really freedom systems because then you can actually start to be seeing the money coming in, having your business work when you're not working, know that your assets and your family are protected. And those, they need to be from day one, not I'm too small or I don't need to worry about that from day one. They mm. need to be there because that's going to help you grow. Trying to put that in after the fact is expensive and can be disastrous. Yes. And then it really comes down to doing the self-work, right? Um, a little bit more of the woo, <laughs> working <laughs> on yourself, on your money consciousness, your wealth consciousness, your belief in yourself, your confidence, really developing that piece for yourself. Because as entrepreneurs, our business is a reflection of who we are, and it won't grow unless we do. And and then, I, I still keep going up like this pyramid, then becomes the sales level, right? Like the, the sales, the marketing, the branding, the fun stuff, right? We, we get that. We finally get there. And that, and that stuff becomes fun when we have all those other things in place. Mm-hmm. It really does. And, and last but not least is very firm and clear boundaries mm. um, because your business can take over your life and you need to have boundaries with your business and you need to have boundaries with your personal life so that... When you're, when you're working, you're working, and when you're with your family, you're with family, and you have boundaries with clients. It's those boundaries. They're, they're, they're loving, and they're kind, and they're, they're also to protect you, and they also let other people know what to expect from you. So those are really key to having a successful business. Yeah. And some of those boundaries are just w- with yourself, right, and, and putting in your non-negotiables. Yes. And sticking to that yeah what would you say to someone then who is thinking about their current business model and they can see that um you know through all of those five there's there's things lacking because you mentioned you know kind of the financial and the operational and really having those foundations in place they should go back and really revisit that get those into place before they move on to the, the self-work and so forth i'd imagine that one really supports the other or are they all I think integrated it's, it's more like a circle right mm. i mean and they all need to be there mm-hmm. um and obviously when you're starting out in business you you, you need to be getting out there and meeting clients and making money to have money to count yes. <laughs> right um but those things can be put in place it's it's not something that you wait until you're at six figures or or more before you start putting those systems in because you'll grow a lot faster and get to the numbers you want when mm-hmm. you have them in place so it's kind of simultaneous and as soon as you can get help for things that aren't your genius i i recommend people do that i you know i don't even do my own accounting in my own business, right? I, I have help for that Yes. because it, it takes away time from, from the entrepreneur going out and, and being in their genius and, and making their money. So those things are important. And I, I wouldn't say one or the other is more important than mm. 
than each and, other. And I guess too, as people are growing their businesses, they may, may need to go back and revisit and continue to strengthen as the business evolves. So will a lot of those systems and processes and yes. of course the self-work. You reach a certain yes. level in your business and then you know, you're, oh, you're yeah. knocking up against another paradigm and it's, oh, we need to shift this again. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, Emery, if you actually just get the foundations in place, mm. then they become scalable. Yes. And you can, whether it's your, your life design or the, the personal work or the operational systems or your sales plan, your marketing plan, that all becomes scalable. So having them very clearly laid out and delineated and identified when you're small makes it a lot easier to make them bigger mm. and to go to that next level of what they need to be. Yeah. Just what, one question I often uh, like to ask people is if you look back on your, your business, you know, there's challenges in your business that you've overcome and you've continued to grow and so forth. Looking back, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Is there anything that you would do differently or do sooner to, to really accelerate the growth of your business? You know, I, <laughs> a couple of things, I definitely would have invested in a different level of mentorship a lot sooner. And I'm not just saying that for, for fluff words mm. or whatever. It's really true. You know, I, I had a bit of an ego problem thinking, well, I've got, you know, 25 years business experience. I did, but I'd never been an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think it, that can't be underestimated um, to have someone who's walked in your shoes. Yes. And I think the other thing that I would have, would have done differently is I would have listened to my gut on what I wanted to do. In the beginning, I had so many people saying, oh, you should do this or you should do that or this is perfect for you. And I wasn't secure enough. That's where the self-work comes mm -hmm. and having had proper mentors to say, no, this is what I want to do. And so for me, that that's one thing that probably would have taken a good couple of years off of my business development if I had just listened to what I want to do yeah. and not other people. Yeah, fabulous. It's been such a, a pleasure um, speaking with you today, Nafisa. If people are listening and they want to find out more about you and connect with you, how can they do that? They can just go to my website, nafisashireen.com, and everything's there I am. <laughs> Fantastic. And, of course, we'll put all of the contact details for Nafisa on, on our show notes as well. And all you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES147. This is show 147. We'll have all of that good stuff on how you can connect with Nafisa on, uh, on the show notes. Thank you so much uh, once again for, sh for sharing your brilliance and your wisdom, some really key, key information for, for people to consider if they want to take their businesses to the next level. Thank you so much, Emery. So there you go. Lots of great stuff. I know you've taken lots of notes. So knowledge is fantastic, but uh, you know what? You need to take action on that. So what is one action you're going to take right now? One action that I do recommend that you do is to reach out and connect with Nafisa. And of course, all of her details on how to contact her is on the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES147. If this is the very first time that you're listening to the show, it really has been an honor to spend uh, the last little while sharing uh, Nafisa's brilliance. We have lots of guest experts lined up for you in the coming weeks. And if you haven't already subscribed to the iTunes channel, go ahead and do that so that you automatically get updated when we release another show. While you're there, we would love for you to also comment and rate the show as well. That helps us get our message out into the hands of uh, many other ambitious entrepreneurs. Have a fantastic week, everyone, and we'll see you again same time next week. Bye for now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.